At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. In a world where laughter was king, on the edge of space. Monitor speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe! Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Cinemasters of the Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts, the rental king, the one on the left, Ron Avis. And of course, I wouldn't be doing a show if it wasn't for my co-host, the North, the first team, first baseman of Nibhai, <laughs> Nibhai baseball team. <laughs> Let's try to... Nibhai girls yeah, softball, girl softball team. team. Adam Peterson. <laughs> no, I... <clears throat> Seconds, I'm the yeah. second. Oh, string. your second I'm string second first string. baseman of the. Uh, yeah. Second string. Second well, I mean, the football team gets all the glory. It's actually the JV uh, girls softball team that I that I. Uh, but no. Second second string of the JV girls softball team, first. I'm the backup. Right, and you know, I've I've already had a couple, so I'm drinking, and that of course means. Uh, that, uh, what is that? Oh, that, I know things. I know Always things. on cue. Like Adam Peterson never misses a beat. Nope, <laughs> not ever. And of course, we're talking about the 1995 comedy classic starring Adam Sandler, Billy Madison. Congo. Oh, <laughs> I thought this was all about Congo. Oh, Congo. Oh, oh well, so hell, we can, we can just, we, we can pivot. We can, we can talk about so many Joe Don Baker facts here that I am ill prepared for I'm else. I'm totally on board with that. I mean I, I don't have any notes for Congo and I haven't seen it in twenty years at least, but I mean I'm willing to let you just take the reins because it's equally as amazing <laughs> as when you saw it twenty years ago. Let me just say if for those who are fans of the show or you listened last week, you know that we are doing April Fools movies all through the month of April. Movies with our favorite fools. That is the theme for this month. And last week, the last episode, depending on whenever you listen to us, it could have been a month ago. That's okay. That's fine. If it's it could have been, could right have been. yeah, this. you could be binge listening right now. And if so, we appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Like you, you listened to Deadpool, which was like six weeks to a, two months ago. Yes. I don't know when we recorded that in real time. A year mm-hmm. and a half ago, and then right to Tommy Boy, which was our first uh, fool that we examined, which is a great movie. But you can't talk about Tommy Boy without talking about its cousin from 1995, Billy Madison. Yeah, and I mean, th- this was my pick. You you chose Tommy Boy for the previous episode. And uh, we, we spent a good amount of time talking about other uh, SNL alum. Um, yes. Like Adam Sandler, like Norm MacDonald, uh, and of course, Chris Farley. Jay Moore. No. Oh. <laughs> 
you know, Chris Farley is it has a, a cameo. I mean, it, it's more than a cameo, really. I mean, he does have a role. Like he, a cameo is just someone who pops in for a little bit. He he does have a role. He's the bus driver, uh, slash a uh, penguin uh, enthusiast. I don't know. <laughs> yes, the slash penguin. slash uh, lunch thief. Uh, I don't even know if he has a name. I just know him as like the bus driver guy. I'll, I'd have to check that out. I'm not. I don't even know. But Billy Madison, he's uncredited, uncredited bus, bus driver. driver. Well, that well, if you're bus driver, you're credited, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that works. It says uh, it says bus driver, and then in parentheses next to it, uncredited. Oh, okay. So he was <laughs> he was not well, credited. Shut my lip. Okay. But Billy Madison comes in at a brisk 89 minutes, which is cartoon length. <laughs> it's, it, it never out overstays its welcome. It's like the perfect length. I mean, any, any, another minute and it might feel a bit cumbersome, but I, I love this movie, man. And I never, you never know, like when you're going to talk about a movie like Billy Madison, it truly is one of those flicks that I've seen more times than I can count. Uh, I, I always watch it when it shows up, when it makes an appearance on TBS or whatever. Like I, I, I can't get enough of Billy Madison. Um, oh yeah. When, when I, w- when I was rewatching it, um, uh, even just today <clears throat> and that music, uh, the opening music yeah. comes on. I mean, like it immediately transfers. Like, oh yeah, I have not heard this little <laughs> song in so long. I know the like, song oh, you're talking it's about. Right it's a there. great little. It's a great little tune, and we'll, we'll. I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more uh, as we get into this episode. Uh, released in February on February 10th, 1995, on a budget of 10 million dollars, uh, grossing approximately 26 million it's 25 and some change but i I rounded up to 26 million that's us that's that's fair yeah and that that's you know that that's a solid return on an investment especially when you consider that adam sandler had not been the feature starring role you know he was not the starring uh headliner in any previous movie he he just kind of would pop in Uh, in in other little movies, like for just quick little zingers, that's basically all he would do. I mean, and we'll and we'll get into Adam Sandler a little bit more too. I don't want to jump the gun, but th- this was really his first big movie, and it it just shot him like a cannon into pop, like just stardom. He if he wasn't already a household name, he for sure was after Billy Madison. Oh yeah, and the thing that cracks me up is. Uh, critics did not like this movie. It was a uh, surprise, surprise. Had a 16 on Metacritic. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes is a 42. And to me, you know, like that 42 is boosted, I think, a bit from critics who are more contemporary to, you know, mod- like more recent critics. Like that, that score is boosted a tad because of people who appreciate it more. Like, after after 30 Adam Sandler movies, you go back and go, like, you know, the, uh, Billy Madison was pretty much a masterpiece. <laughs> well, and that's, like, that's... <clears throat> some of that, I feel like, is really, you know, just, just the, the idea that we're going to compare all movies against each other. Yeah. It always just feels kind of, like, like... Why would you do like why? Why would how would I compare this movie to the Pelican Brief? Like I say, oh, which between Billy Madison and the Pelican Brief, which is a better movie? It's like, well, 
Billy Madison. Two completely different movies. <laughs> All day like, long. Well, if I wanted to watch a movie where I was going to be entertained and like laugh, I'd watch yeah. Billy Madison. If I want to watch something with suspense, right. I'd watch Pelican right. Brief. But it's like to say that, oh, well, Pelican Brief by the numbers is better. It's like, but uh, it's like, which is better, peanut butter and jelly or, you know, Cheetos? Depends on what you're in the mood for, right? Yeah, it's like this is not the same it's thing. It's a good analogy. Well, and one thing I like to do is I like to pull a quote from a critic of the time of the day. I try to look for like a critic who liked it and maybe try to to extract the essence of the movie, what made it good. And I couldn't find anybody. Like it's really sad how everyone dumped on this movie. Uh, so I'll go ahead and pull Roger Ebert. I like to grab him a lot of times. Uh, you know. Siskel and Ebert, they were the they were the bellwether critics that everybody turned to. They were, they the, were guys. the guys forever. They were the ones. And Ebert seemed to be the one who would kind of give movies a little more slack. He he could see a lot of times movies and and get some joy from it and just, you know, for what it is. He would grade a movie on a lot of times on a curve for what it was. But here's what he had to say about Billy Madison. Uh, this and this is paraphrasing just a tad, but not exactly. So Adam Sandler plays a drunken fool who can inherit his father's company only if he can pass grades one through twelve in just four months. I think it was more like six months actually in the movie, but whatever. Um, yeah. Along the way, he falls in love with his gorgeous third grade teacher. They play a history quiz version of strip poker. And that's about as entertaining as, as this stupid little movie gets. One star. <laughs> Damn. That's pretty that's pretty rough. And I think if you if you if you look back around this time, I feel like he was just feeling a little bit of fatigue from these types of movies by the mid to late you know like you know like around the mid 90s. There, there were, you know, you were, you already had an eye full of Jim Carrey at this point, and uh, there a lot of there were just a lot of these movies was just like a goofy, foolish character as the main lead. If it was a comedy, like it was the sophomore comedy era, and I, I yeah. feel like maybe he just had enough, and he just by the time he got around to this movie, he just was like, "Fuck it, I don't want to like endorse this movie one little bit." I can't, this is it. I, I just can't stand it. A lot of people just didn't like Adam Sandler anyway. And it wasn't until around The Wedding Singer that some critics kind of opened up a little bit and cut him some slack. That seemed to be the movie that most critics kind of tolerated. They didn't, it's not like they loved it, but they, they were like, this is a good little, this is a cute little movie. This is a good Adam Sandler movie. But yeah, I just, I, I, well, I'm sorry, and, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I think I think the thing was, uh, it's. Uh, I think these movies um, are almost. They're they're almost better when you um, and it's because uh, it's not even necessarily this nostalgia. I mean that that definitely plays a part in it, but I think there's a part where it's like when you go back and you look at kind of this. I mean the standard that was set for comedies in the in the '90s. I mean even even coming out of the because it, it you know there's there's all these movies that are like oh it's a classic from mm-hmm. the '80s. But you go back and you watch, it's like, well, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> right, right. I was like, yeah, I mean, it was funny at the time, 
But it's one of those like when you when you take it out of that vacuum and you say, okay, well, there's so much of this that just is irrelevant anymore. There's so much as like the jokes don't hit the same because they're dated or whatever it is. There's, I mean, I can I can see it's like okay, how would you how would you pick this one out or you know a, a lot of these? How would you pick them out amongst everything that's out there and say, oh, this this one's good? It's like I could get I get that in in that space and time there's not a lot to say oh billy madison is so different from everything that we're getting that this movie is so refreshing i get that and i can i could be okay with that i think what happens is over time you come back and you say okay all of the other garbage that no one cared about in the 90s falls mm-hmm. away. it's when i was like whatever whatever didn't stand the test of time because it's like <clears throat> you come back now and you ask people about comedies from the 90s and you're going to get Tommy Boy, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I mean, you're going to get, uh, you know, Ace right. Ventura, The Mask. You're going to get the ones that people remember. And they remember them because they did stand out. It didn't seem like it at the time because, you know, the, the box office numbers weren't like, oh, yeah. my goodness, you know, Billy Madison scored huge or people loved it. And it was like the numbers don't, don't suggest that people loved it. But the fact of the matter is when you come back and revisit, it's like this is one of the movies that people remember. And so I think that's that's where some of the value of saying something like Billy Madison, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's oh my god, it wasn't a tour de force. It's like oh, it moved me. No, but it's one of those like it, it was a comedy that I think in some respects was ahead of its time, just because we didn't know how we would appreciate Adam Sandler. Yeah, and I if you take Adam Sandler and you butt him up against all, all of his contemporaries of the day, your Jim Carrey's, like your Mike Myers, whatever. I mean. The one thing that I can say about Adam Sandler is like he really had like this big heart, you know. He he was always a little bit rough around oh, the yeah. edges, but he always he always had this like, you know, big heart and he they, they were they were very family friendly and had a, you know, I mean may, maybe not so much Billy Madison. I mean there there's a little bit of, you know, I mean well, but even Billy Madison, I mean you I, I wouldn't have any problem showing my kids that. Um but when you but the thing about the one point I was going to try and make, uh, I'll, and I'll do my best, is when people think about Adam Sandler now, they think about all the Netflix movies that have come out recently, and they think about yeah. just like the straight up, you know, poop shoot of like all those movies that came out like in the early two thousands, like you know, Click, the he made one with Jennifer Aniston, a couple more with Drew Barrymore, and. Uh, then there's movies like Zohan and That's My Boy and like and I enjoy those movies. I think they're fun, but when compared to like a Billy Madison uh, or a Happy Gilmore or even a Big Daddy, they're just they're not as solid. And uh, I one thing I like to do sometimes uh, in the evening, you know, I have all the streaming channels, entertainment to pick from forever. Uh, sometimes I just like to turn on like TBS with all of its commercial glory and just, just watch whatever they have. And, uh, over the weekend there, they were doing like an Adam Sandler marathon. And I watched, uh, there was like big daddy. There was the grownups movies, you know, like this movies before the Netflix deal. And I, I mean, yeah. it was really the best Adam Sandler movies. I mean, they, they were just, there was something about those movies and, what Adam Sandler sort of became was just like this dude who, and I don't want to say like all his movies, because like the Hotel Transylvania movies for sure have 
a level of production quality to them. There's somebody pulling the strings. It's not just Adam Sandler. I mean, he's still like the main guy. He's like the Happy Madison guy. He controls probably about 80 to 85% of whatever he just wants to do, I would imagine. Maybe that number's higher. I don't know. But back then, you know, there was there was a little bit of restriction, and he couldn't do just exactly what he wanted. He couldn't put just his friends in movies. And, uh, you know, you'd get a movie like Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore or The Wedding Singer, and those are just, you know, you just love those movies so much. And it just reminds you of why you loved Adam Sandler. And for me, this is just the quintessential Adam Sandler movie. Maybe, maybe this and Happy Gilmore. Like, it's, it's a toss-up. Well, and that was, I mean, that, I think... I think that's the thing. What's what's so funny to me sometimes is you know when you when you look at these guys and it's like okay, what it, what exactly is the standard that we're supposed to hold these like oh you know, this isn't you know, this isn't real comedy. I'm like okay, what what is I mean if you were to put uh, Billy Madison up against something that had you know at, at one went during a time when the 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 title National Lampoon actually meant something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What would what would make this so incredibly different from something of that variety? What would make it so different from I mean from the guys that were pioneering um, sophomoric humor in the seventies, yeah, eighties? It's like there's this is I mean this is just this is the nineties iteration yeah. of that, and I think in that respect it's like okay this is this is that outlet because it is like there's I mean there's all kinds of things people are gonna find funny. But I think that's the thing is like, okay, you know, all of those guys, kind of like what we were talking about last week, it's like Mike Myers is not a guy that has a huge range, but he really knows how to do yeah. something with it. And to Adam Sandler's credit, it's like, you know, during his his tenure in the 90s, I was like, he, he did have, I mean, like the characters he played were all essentially the same yeah. character. I was like, they were all yelling man babies. Yeah. Adam Sandler. <laughs> just yeah, screaming like, man it, babies. It was one of those things. But and I, I think the thing is, you know, even when you, when you look at culture today and like the generation that was raised on these kinds of movies, it it fits the generation because, you know, there there's this, you know, in our day and age today, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to adult today, or you know, oh, you know, I, I don't have, I don't know how to do this, or it's like, there's this, there's just there was a shift where it's like the generation that came before us, just always seemed like because I know when I think about like my dad, I'm like when I think about my dad at my age, it's like. My dad always, like, I'd look at him, he's like, he just knows what he's supposed to do. He's just like, oh, my dad always knew. And I have no idea if that's true or not. But it's one of those things, like, when I think about things, and like, sometimes things come up, it's like, I have no idea what to do here. I have absolutely, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just winging it. And it's like, I think there's a part where it's like, you know, the, the comment, you know, like a Billy Madison that resonates with me because it's like, you know, I know that I was supposed to learn how to do this or learn this, but it's like, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. out here. I'm just, I'm winging it. And it's like, you know. It's kind of like growing up, man. I mean. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think, I think there's a part where it's like these, these movies to me fit that, uh, especially, I mean, that, that uh, whatever the in between Gen X and the, you know, the elder millennial, you know, kind of mindset. Cause I know with, even within the millennial, uh, that, that generation, the the younger part of the millennials have no allegiance to Adam Sandler. Like, he's not funny. It's like, well, he doesn't represent your mode of life. He doesn't represent, you know? So I think, I think there's a part where it's like all of these guys, you know, really, that's why I think grownups hits because, you know, you go back and you look at these guys like, okay, these guys are, you know, maybe a little bit older than us or around this. I mean, but it's, it's when I was like, okay, I can relate to that now. It's like, I can relate to, 
we were, you know, when we were younger, we were doing stupid stuff. And now, like, we still want yeah. to do that, but we realize right. we can't because we're older. Right. But we can put on an Adam Sandler flick and get taken back. Like, it's one of the, yeah. I, I mean, Adam Sandler is making movies like Uncut Gems, but he hasn't forgotten how to make a Hubie Halloween. You know, <laughs> he has he hasn't abandoned Hotel Transylvania. There's a fourth one coming out this year. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he, I just love the dude. He's, he just seems like a really laid back dude who likes really, he really appreciates his friends. He doesn't forget where he comes from. Um, you know, it, he just seems like the dude just like, he, he just doesn't spend his money frivolously. Like he walks around in no. like cargo shorts and flip flops, you know, <laughs> he just, I love the yeah, guy. I really do. And I, I enjoy that these had, oh. he had a little bit of a, a renaissance with the uh, Netflix special, which was phenomenal. Which is, oh, yeah. it was just like a total, you know, reminder of what the Sandman was all about before making movies like click and, you know, w- yeah. whatever, f- like bedtime stories, whatever, you know, just whatever movie he decided to make that month. Well, cause that was, uh, that was, that was kind of the other half that was the other half of his persona. I mean, he had the Saturday Night Live thing, but it's like he took that and made it. He, you know, he really expanded his brand through the '90s. You know, in in comedy CDs because that was. I mean, that wasn't a huge market. I mean, there was not. I mean, I. I mean, I had a number of of uh, stand up albums that I mm. would listen to, but it's like that wasn't necessarily what most people were buying. I mean, like in the in the age when we shifted from tapes to CDs. Um, for Adam Sandler to be as big as he was in the in the the compact yeah. disc world, you know, competing competing in in that arena was I was a, a testament to his ability because it, it wasn't it was I mean he 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 wrote his mm-hmm. own songs so he had music on there but it was also his sketches and and just his other silly stupid stuff but it was you know in, in that where like you know you would people could absorb his comedy through. Um, Saturday Night Live, and that was just accessible to everybody. It's like okay, the his material that was on his albums um, it got to be kind of it wasn't like a cult. Yeah. Thing, I mean, ninety five and ninety six like, was like those were it. like the years of of Adam Sandler. I mean, Billy Madison, oh, yeah. and then What the Hell Happened to Me came out in like ninety six, and then and then Happy yep. Gilmore. I mean, like those three things cemented him forever as one of the gen x go-to guys as far as comedy goes yeah and you know he he's still around he's still relevant which is amazing uh so well and no no, i'm sorry go ahead finish your thought oh uh i just i remember when he came back because it was it uh 20 some years between when he left the cast and when he came back to host Saturday Night live uh oh yeah which was it, I mean, it's just funny that, you know, you have such a huge player from Saturday Night Live and he finally comes back when they did the sketch where they had all of the contemporary players and they did the sketch of uh, the Sandler family <laughs> and everybody was just doing, they were all doing yeah, Sandler characters. Yeah. It was, it was just great to see his contribution in just everybody doing just the Sandler gibberish. It was like was a like, roast. That's like the that. SNL version of a roast yeah. when they do something like that. Cause they did the same thing with Jim Carrey. Uh, but yes. my, my favorite sketch from all that was the modern day version of Adam Sandler, at least in my book, was when he did the one with Pete Davidson, uh, with, uh, what, what's, what's the character that Pete does? The, the, oh gosh, uh, oh, the, the stupid, stupid guy? guy, but what's his name? I can't yeah. remember. I yeah. He's like, cool. You know? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Safety. 
<laughs> like, yeah, oh. I love that guy. I freaking love that guy. But th- those two, it was, it was, it was like the two generations coming together, doing basically the same thing, but with their own style, their own little spin on it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, he he definitely he couldn't have left on good terms if it took him that long to come back and host. Which it's just it's weird. Chad, Chad, there you go, there you go. I had to go okay. look it up. It was just okay. Chad, it was he, that Chad. that never gets old. Like you'd think it would get old so fast, but he he's he, he always puts just something a little extra on there each time he does it. I will give Pete Davidson credit because I did not think Pete Davidson was funny, and he has earned my respect because he's he's still not as funny as I think yeah. he could be. But he has really grown on me. Over he years. shines in the the weekend updates uh, sketches the best. I mean, like they put him in everything, and he's he again. He, he reminds me a lot of Sandler. Like Sandler would get some giggles in his sketches, but it was the weekend update stuff that where he shined the most. Yeah, and that was where a lot of his characters came from. I mean, you had yeah. Opera Man. You had uh, uh, that was where his I forget the name of his character from a weekend update that they turned into uh, Little Nicky. But that's where oh, I is came that right? From. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move this along as best I can. I'm trying to keep this show under two hours, if if at all possible. Yeah, on I'm trying rails. to keep it on the rails. So this movie was directed by Tamara Davis. Uh, she was actually not the first director, although it hasn't been at least I know of hasn't ever been publicly spoken who the original director was. But Tamara came in about three weeks in after they started shooting. And uh, it turned out, I mean, I guess it turned out to be a really good thing because one of the things that she wanted to do immediately was establish that uh, even though like, Adam Sandler wrote the movie, I believe, this is like his baby, she wanted to make sure that he was able to improvise at any time he wanted to, basically. Like, you know, like you got to let Adam be Adam. And so much of the movie is just the little goofy laughs that he does, you know. Editing is key for sure, and some of the stuff, especially with Norm. Like, I can't wait to talk about Norm. Like, he's definitely the secret sauce of the movie. Um, but I, I like her, and she. I was looking into a little bit of her history because Tamara Davis is not a director that you think of, like in the annals of classic directors. No. Uh, just she's not someone you think of, honestly. At least not me. She was actually. She's only got a couple real known credits. Yeah, well, she started her. She was like a big time music video director. It looks like she had she directed videos for Depeche Mode and Faith No More and The Bengals a couple times. MC Light. Uh, she directed the Funky Comedy, not the Funky Comedy, the Wild Thing video from Tone Loke, uh, Bonnie Raitt, Beastie Boys. You name it. I mean, like the list goes on and on and on and on. That's pretty. Impressive, yeah, and it reminds it? me of like a little bit of like a David Fincher or like a you know Mick. Mick yeah. G or whatever, like you know those guys who cut their teeth in music video, and you had a lot of you that did. in the 90s. Yeah. It made sense if you think about a movie like Billy Madison. There's not a there's not a ton of narrative. I mean, there it's there, but it's just a lot of let's just get goofy scene one after the other real quick. Yeah, you're not you're not going to pay to get some big name for a movie like Billy yeah. Madison, but you want to know you have somebody capable yeah. of handling it. So. A four-minute music video is a pretty great, you know, way to pad your resume. Exactly. You're not going to get Steven Spielberg to direct this thing, but she did. I mean, she does have some movie credits. She directed a Drew Barrymore movie in the early early '90s. Her first feature film was a movie called Gun Crazy, which I'd never even heard of. Uh, she did do CB4, which is pretty hilarious. The Chris Rock. Oh she yeah. She did that, yeah. and she did Half Baked. Uh, 
That's right. Those yeah, are the two that yeah. And she did uh, the Britney Spears movie Crossroads, and <laughs> that was kind of. I think she would. She she never really quit directing music videos. I found interesting. She kept she kept like you know she would do the occasional comedy, but then she would keep directing music videos, and. Even after Crossroads, she did some more music videos. And then, you know, everybody always talks about how, like, MTV stopped making music videos. I mean, they, they didn't, but they really kind of stopped showing them. Um, yeah. She went on to uh, be a director in a lot of popular TV series. So she stopped making movies, but she went on to direct episodes of, like, My Name is Earl, Ugly Betty, Grey's Anatomy, Empire, just a whole bunch of episodes so it's good to know that she didn't, you know, like she, she kept working, but you know, that's why you don't know. Because when you think of movies like CB4, wouldn't you assume that that movie was probably like written and directed by like a Chris Rock? What, wouldn't you assume that Half-Baked was like, I always thought that was directed by um, Full House Guy. I thought that was, yeah, oh, I thought it was, but he, maybe he was a writer on that movie. Or maybe he just showed up for the cameo. Like he, he was, was definitely it. had a great yeah, scene about like sucking dick or whatever. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I don't know why I was thinking that. Now he did direct a comedy around that time, of of some kind. But yeah, that that was Tamara Davis. So if you love Billy Madison and you love Half Baked, and those are like two, just undoubtedly like those those are like the, you know, the pinnacle of of comedies in the nineties, like those two flicks just, just, just pillars of comedies for me. Anyway, those two flicks, um, Abba Zabba, you're my only friend, <laughs> which takes me to the cast. I'll, I'll try to just mention briefly some of the uh, cast. I mean, you got to talk about Adam Sandler. Uh, I mean, he play, of course plays Billy. Um, Obviously, he was huge on SNL. He, you know, he had his albums. Uh, in '89, he had four episodes on the Cosby Show. He, I think, he played one of Theo's friends. Yeah, and I definitely remember when like Adam Sandler was breaking in Cosby. This is before like you know Cosby was Cosby. Now, it was like cool to talk about like all the people that would show yeah. up on that when show. Cosby was like, ah, yeah, remember Cosby. when you love? Hey, it's remember Bill when you didn't feel nasty? It didn't feel grimy and gross thinking about Bill Cosby. Uh, he was in that movie Going Overboard, which I still have never seen. But they, they, I've seen bits and pieces, but it's oh, just, it's, it's not watchable. Yeah, it's got Billy Zane want, in you it. You want to go back? And be like, oh, <laughs> you want to go back and be like, oh, I saw Adam Sandler's first movie. Like, and I might oh, I be wrong, but I want to say that Billy Bob Thornton is also in that movie. Like, I was like, who's in this piece of shit? It's like, wow, Billy Zane and Billy Bob Thornton. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Billy Zane, the hallmark of any movie you definitely want to watch. Oh, it's got Billy Zane in it? Oh, let me pop it in here. Let me check And I know out. that Billy Bob Thornton was, like, at one point in his life, kind of overweight. I wonder if he was fat or in 89. Like, I want to go back and watch this movie to see if Billy Bob was fat. And ha- I should go back and watch it. <laughs> just for that reason. Just do I don't want to be sad. But, but do you remember when Adam Sandler was hitting big? With this and and Happy Gilmore, like you started seeing DVDs of that goofy ass like box cover, like and is he even in this a lot? Like is he the main character? I don't even know. That that popped up. He had a bit part in Shakes the Clown, which is you know Bobcat's movie. 
Bob yep, Cat yep. And he was... And John Candy. No. No, was, I, was he? That was, that was the other one. That was the other one. Where's the oh, horse? that was Hot to Trot, yeah. Was, hot to Trot, yeah. <laughs> I wish Adam Sandler was in Hot to Trot. That'd be amazing. Uh, he had a bit part in Coneheads. And really, 94 was the first time I remember seeing Adam Sandler in anything really other than SNL, where he played the one of the uh, trio uh, from Airheads. He played Pip. And he, he was yes. in that a lot. And that felt very Adam Sandler. You know, e- even though that, that was Steve Buscemi and uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, you know, like, you you could say Brendan Fraser was the bigger star of the three at the time, coming yeah. off of, you know, Encino Man or whatever. But that that was, like, his first thing. He was in Mixed Nuts, which was, like, a Steve Martin comedy that I still have never seen. Steve Martin Christmas Yeah, movie, it just yeah. looked bad. Like, one of those, like, ensemble cast movies. Like, any, any type of comedy where you, it's about crazy people. In a hospital, like I mean, it just don't. It just doesn't appeal to me, except for the Dream Team. I love that movie with Michael Keaton. Classic late eighties, yeah. yeah. But I mean, after that, I mean, this movie came out, and then the rest is history. I mean, Adam Sandler. This is not an Adam Sandler podcast. We're talking about Billy Madison, but it, it is interesting to to see the rise of his career and like what he was all about. But I mean, it was all SNL. I mean, he was just. You know, he was just one of those guys that would appear in those like Chris Farley sketches and, uh, you know, Weekend Update, Weekend Update mainly. But I, I remember him in just like goofy little skits like Schlitzgate Beer, you know, it's like whatever. I mean, I just love, I love that, that sketch. It's so friggin' hilarious. One of my favorite all time. Um, so I guess from there we'll go to some of the other actors we can maybe talk a bit more about that we don't get a chance normally to talk about. So I decided after Adam to talk about Bradley Whitford, who plays Eric, his basically the uh, antagonist of the movie. The yeah. villain. And Bradley Whitford has had a really interesting career, and he's still going strong. Yeah. Uh, first time I remember seeing him in anything was the bad guy in Revenge of the Nerds 2. And I saw Revenge of the Nerds 2 when it came out, but it wasn't until after I saw Billy Madison and then caught Revenge of the Nerds 2 on cable one time. And, you know, like he pops up and I'm like, holy shit, it's it's the dude from Billy Madison. That's amazing. And he's just playing that like preppy douche guy, you know, like he's just so good at playing. Same as he plays in this. He's in he his really house. Uh, in 90, he was in Presumed Innocent, Young Guns 2, and Awakenings. So that was a big year for Bradley. Uh, he was in Scent of a Woman in 92, RoboCop 3 Hoo-wah. in 1993. It was RoboCop 3. I don't remember that at all. Uh, he was in Philadelphia in 93, The Client in 94. So, you know, mainly dramatic stuff. So, and, you know, for, and for me, when I think of Bradley Whifford, I mean, he's Josh Lyman of you know, the West wing. I mean, that's it's, it's Josh Lyman from the West wing and Eric from Billy Madison. Those are like, they're just like kind of neck and neck. Like that's when I think about a Bradley Whitford and he's been in a million things. He's just, he's more than a character actor, but he's not a headlining type guy. If, if that makes sense. If he had not been in the West wing, then he would have just been one of those guys. He would be on a BuzzFeed quiz of, "Hey guys, you recognize from somewhere?" But yeah, like no a hey, one of the is. like, "Hey, it's that guy," kind of guy. Hey, it's, yeah, yeah, hey, it's that guy. You're like, oh, I know him from like every TV right. show. 
he's done an episode of every yes. TV show. But she's like, oh, Bradley Whitford, because he was on West Wing, and that really, yeah. okay. He's been oh, He was so place. strong in the West Wing, though. I mean, he was such a good, good, you know, character for that for that show. Um, but, you know, he Eric is awesome. I mean, he, he has some really great lines. You know the thing that makes me kind of sad just reading some um, bits of trivia and things from, you know, for this movie? He has... If to my knowledge, he's never seen this movie. <laughs> like I guess he just yeah. doesn't. I think yeah, I it's that, not yeah. a movie. I guess that he's super proud of. But I mean, his performance is so great. He seems like he's having a great time in it, and he's just chewing scenery, like he's just doing the bad guy thing. Like one of my favorite parts, like, is when he's they're doing one of those carnivals after he passes a, a grade. And like he's doing like yeah. the, the race with the kid, yeah. Like and race. the kid falls, and he's like, "Come on, get up! You're embarrassing yourself." <laughs> I mean, that is so. I mean, that's him in a nutshell in this movie. <laughs> when he throws his stapler, <laughs> and yeah. his, his assistant yes. voice falls over, like. Oh, there's more, more bad. This new, this nutcase comes back on the news, and Eric's secretary is in a <laughs> <Yeah>. coma. <laughs> I love his like crazy office. Like he's an executive for a hotel chain, but his office is like solid black. It's like this monochromatic, <laughs> weird ass office with like he's got like a a rat in a cage, <laughs> a rat in the cage. And he's just got his little, like, magnetic <laughs> pointer thing. He's like, <laughs> one day we'll take over it's, the world. It's like, give me the most villainous office room you can possibly think of. But he's he works for a hotel. Like, why? I just love that little bit, you know, like, little touch of comedy. Just that he, And he just extracts yeah. all the comedy from that. Is, is, I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, he's, he's, the movie wouldn't be as fun if it wasn't for him. That guy's balls. Yeah, did you, get, you see that guy's balls. Uh, the next character I will talk about is uh, Brigitte Wilson, who plays Billy's love interest, Veronica Vaughn. Um, and her career is a little bit shorter than I uh, thought it would be. And she she was really kind of all over the place in the mid nineties around this time. Yeah. She seemed like she was going to be like one of those like next kind of it girls that, and it girls were huge in the late nineties. If you think about it, I mean, you had oh, yeah. your Jennifer Love Hewitt, your Sarah Michelle Gellar. Maybe if her name was like Bridget, you know, like Wilson A. I don't know something like she needed a third. She needed to hyphen it. Needed that yeah. third name. You got to have three. That was names a really that was a huge whiff you. on her part. I mean, she she needed that, but I mean she. Oh, and she went and married that Pete Sampras. <laughs> oh, did she marry Pete Sampras? That's what you get for marrying a tennis I had no player. idea. I had Sampras. no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't need to act anymore, I guess. Um, That's what you get for marrying a tennis player. A millionaire player. tennis player. So, but her career looks like this. She did uh, four episodes of uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, she played Bridget. <laughs> I love it when actors play, like, have their names in movies or roles like can't you remember like an uh your like another name can't you act and remember like why are they gotta call you by the same name i just thought that was hilarious the character's name was originally sarah but every time we said sarah she, didn't, she couldn't hit her cues change the character's name to bridget so she could so keep up no oh you're talking to me of course okay. the first time i remember i remember seeing her was in the 1993 last action hero where she played 
like Arnie's smoking yes. hot daughter. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I was like, wow, my, you got my attention, Bridgie Nelson or Wilson. I'm sorry. Uh, but she was in Higher Learning in 95 and Mortal Kombat, which came out after this movie, but the same year. Sonya Blade. Yeah, she played Sonya Blade. Um, after that, she kind of stopped acting for the most part. I mean, she was in a 2008 movie called Phantom Punch with Ving Rhames. She was in A House on Haunted Hill with Jeffrey Oh, Rush. well, there you go. There you go. I mean, that's no Phantom Punch with Ving Rhames and Stacey Dash of Clueless fame, but, you know. <laughs> I do like that she voiced Sonya in the uh, Mortal Kombat 11 game. I thought that was cool. Uh, but that that's basically it. She just, but I mean, she is in, I mean, she's a big part of this movie. I decided to go with her third. Uh, from there, we're going to go Darren McGavin, who the, the old, old man, man, Brian Madison. And he was the old man, as you say, from a Christmas story. And that's all you need to say about him. <laughs> I mean, he was the old man, and he was Billy Madison's dad. I mean, that that alone will get you in the Hall of Fame for me. But yep. he also was in Raw Heat, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie in 86. And he was in the 1990 version of Captain America. Don't remember seeing that movie, but he was in it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I bet it's that. not. Okay. So from there, we're going to go uh, to some more of your bit players. Uh, we'll talk about Norm McDonald next. And as I hinted earlier, I mean, Norm, I mean, like, Norm, seriously, everything, every scene that he touches is gold. I love him in this movie. And I know you're a fan. I love Norm McDonald every Yeah, I know you're does. a fan. I love Norm McDonald as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> he has so few lines, but like everything, every single line is just delivered with just glee. And he's a, he's so young looking in this movie. This is like before SNL broke him and just he kind of got thrown away, I guess, for, for being nothing more than his genius self. I mean, he just never stopped being Norm. Oh, yeah. But... You that, that was the thing is like if you ever expected something different than Norm Macdonald, that's really yeah. on you and not on right. Norm Macdonald because if there's one thing he exhibited was consistency. Yeah. Norm Macdonald was Norm Macdonald at eight years old. I'm sure of it. I'm sure oh, yeah. of it. <laughs> that same cadence and style that he has. I I just love him, and when you put him with Mark Beltzman, who plays like basically the other slacker best friend to Billy. Um, you know, you got you got a pretty hilarious trio. Just if nothing else to look at, um, especially I mean, they're they're these like man child. I mean, uh, so Adam Sandler is twenty seven in this movie. He's he's got a youthfulness to him for sure. Even back then, he looked young, especially when you like juxtapose yeah. to Norm, who probably was in his early thirties, but yeah. looked like an adult, like a grown, like he looked like an adult man. Like he just didn't have that boyishness to him, even though he looks younger than yeah, you've ever no. seen him in this movie. But then you got like Mark Beltzman who looks like your grandpa, you know? Yeah. He looks like the former <laughs> came over and just hung yes. out. But Mark, you know, like he was in, I, I guess he, I, I think he's more known as a, uh, he's, he's a Chicago improv guy mainly. But he was in Home Alone. I think he was one of the Kenosha Kickers. 
Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and I think he was the flock of seagulls guy and wedding singer at the airport. Yeah. It was, <laughs> but I mean, I love the three of those guys. Those are really the three of them worked really well. That was that was one of the things about his character because <clears throat> especially after Adam Sandler really started building kind of his own little empire. Um, one of the things that you would see over and over and over, even before he got to the point where he was doing grownups, is he would have all his buddies, you know, when he and Alan Covert hooked up, because uh, I think Happy Gilmore was the first time they did something together, and then Covert was his producer yeah. and everything. Is that so when they made Happy uh, Happy Madison? I, yeah. yeah. and To this uh, day, they still use so that, he was, that like logo up front. I mean. Oh, yeah, um, which, which is his dad. Um, and... Uh, oh, is that so? Like, then, okay, okay. He yeah. looks like a kung fu kind of guy or something. Of- like, I don't know what it is. There's something about him. Yeah, that's Stan Sandler. Nice. Um, but uh, but then you uh, then you had uh, the other two guys, and I can never remember their names. I, I don't know. I, like of all the names that I can remember, I can never remember mm-hmm. the other two guys. <clears throat> the the two dudes that uh, worship Satan and uh, Little Nicky, um, which are his buddies. Hmm. Um. They they were in um, they were in <laughs> the water boy with him. Um, oh, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, I don't know. Yeah, the like the cross eyed guy. He's talking know. about that guy. Yeah. And then yeah, and yeah. the guy who plays like okay, I, yeah, I know you're talking about. They're in everything. Yeah, so it's like it was one of the things that's really funny to me because I mean obviously Norm's been in other stuff that they've done, um, but it's like the, the uh, you know the guy that played Jack. Really, I mean, just for him being in this first movie, presumably being some kind of even a Steve Buscemi, you know, they've been in. He's had him in tons of stuff since they met on the set mm-hmm. of Airheads. Oh my gosh, like they've yes. been friends for. Yeah. So it's like this this one guy who's in kind of like his first breakout. So movie Peter Dante, like, I think, is one, one of the guys you're talking about. Yeah, I love yep. him. Yeah, I love him in like Grown Ups too. Oh, he's, he's so great. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I am Jack. the law. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, oh, I love his accent. And he doesn't have that in Big Daddy, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I had I had to get no, that out, the, Peter Dante. Yeah. I'm glad you did, because I was I was thinking about looking it up myself, because like, what are those dudes' names? And just all the names I can remember, those two are like guys. I, just I think Jonathan um, Logren Logren. That sounds right. He's like, ha, 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 ha. he's like the dude from the Water Boy. I always think of the most, but he's in a lot of stuff for sure. I'll take a, a scotch water. Remember that scotch. guy? We remember that time in Louisville. We caught that guy through him in the Water Boy. But yeah, and just that this dude who plays one of his two best friends in Billy Madison is like. You just never no. see him in anything nope. ever again. You're like, where does that wedding go? singer? Like, he he did make an appearance in that. Yeah, it was like to have. I mean, to just like, was there a fall? Well, out? he it's he like, was not an SNL be- guy, and he wasn't an already famous person who was down for being silly. That seems to be kind yeah. of the through line of the his crew. And and then there are people that he just he enjoys. Like he'll he'll pick up like a Kevin James. Yeah. And uh, Andy yep. Samberg along the way, and they just sort of get inducted into the crew. But so yeah, the, this dude Mark, what's his face? He's like, sorry, <laughs> dude, you just you didn't make the yeah, cut. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, Sucks. So to be you. the next uh, character is Chris Farley, who you know I don't want to get 
I don't talk about too much about Chris Farley because we did devote like a whole entire episode last yeah. time about him. But I, I really enjoy his uh, bus driver character. Like he he has only a couple scenes, but he steals every scene that he's in, just like he does. Uh, it was it was funny to me as I was editing our last episode. And I get to the point where we're talking about, have Sandler and Farley been anything together? I'm like, well, they had roles in, they had roles in, in co right. together. And I'm like, oh, except for Billy yeah. Madison, where they were on screen right. together several right. Did times. we not even like, mention that? I don't know. One, no, That's we hilarious. didn't. And I was just like, uh, I'm going to need to make sure that I was like, yeah, uh, they were very much they in the movie <laughs> together. It was Billy Madison. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it was a pretty major movie that where they had a lot of scenes together. So it was kind of a thing. Uh, good point. Good point. Um, next, we have Josh, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Josh Mostel. Mostel, oh, yeah. He plays Principal Anderson slash the bl- revolting blob. The blob. I don't know what it is about this dude. We we have a coworker at the at the marshmallow packing uh, company that we work at together. There's a guy that we work with that reminds me of him in in the nicest ways. Like I just. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, we're not yes, going to name names, but he reminds me of this guy in so many, in, in all the best ways. But I, I enjoy yeah. him so much. He has a pleasantness to him in almost everything that he's in. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, he was in The Money Pit in 86 with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> he was in City Slickers 1 and 2. Um, he was... Yep. And the, the, I just caught this, and I am deeping. It's like, oh yeah, because I wasn't too long ago. I watched all the episodes, but he he was the uh, cue card guy on one of the episodes of um, uh, Seinfeld, where they had uh, no wait, is it Cheers? No Cheers. I'm sorry, it was Cheers. He was a cue card guy in Cheers, the one where uh, Cliffy uh, submits jokes to Johnny Carson. And yeah, oh, yeah, and so he, his friends lie to him and tell him that one of his jokes is going to be on the show. He gets so worked up and excited, he, he invites like his mom and the the gang to an, a, a taping of the episode, and he's expecting one of his jokes to go like Johnny to say one of his jokes, and like Cliff goes not not Cliff but Norm goes down to the cue car guy and like tries to pay him off to like just insert one of his shitty jokes and he he was one the cue car guy and I, I remember watching that going like holy shit that's the dude that's that's the revolting blob that's the revolting blob <laughs> and I've only seen this movie once and I don't remember him in it but it was a pretty good movie uh, 1994 the basketball Diaries with Leo and Mark Wahlberg and a bunch of other people Mark Wahlberg. Uh, but yeah, he was in the basketball diaries. But th- this is, you know, the movie that I always think. And of. Big Daddy. He was in Big Daddy. He played the the uh, not social worker guy, but he well he he worked well. Yeah, I guess he social something, services. Yeah, something, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. Like that. But I mean, he he plays like a really laid back dude in that. Even though he's kind of the heavy, like he's still likable even in that. So I yeah. dig him. Uh, next is Larry Hankin, who. You talk yes. about character actors. This dude has been in everything you can imagine. Everywhere. He, he's been acting since the 60s, man. Um, just a couple of um, credits that I listed. Um, and again, you know, I was watching, um, I watched, recently finished watching all the episodes of ALF. Uh, he, he showed up in one of the episodes. He played a robber. And uh, he he came through the window, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Crazy Carl! Look at him go! <laughs> this is a treat." 
Carl Alphonse. Yep. Uh, he was in Armed and Dangerous, which is a pretty funny John Candy movie. Uh, he was in The Jerk <laughs> from 1979. Yes. Played a circus hand. Uh, he was in... Uh, oh, th- this is one of the main things I remember him doing, too. He, he was the guy that, like... The like Jerry and George cast as Kramer, the raisin. <laughs> yes, I love I love him. He's so great. Uh, he was also in Home Alone. He played a cop in Home Alone. Two two character uh, yes. is from this movie were in Home Alone. Sergeant Balzac. But if you're if you're um, a Gen Xer slash millennial, you probably know him best as Mister Heckles from Friends, the upstairs neighbor who they kill. Yes, basically <laughs> for making too much noise. Uh, amongst many, 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 many other credits. He's just like one of those dudes. Cab he driver. truly is. A, he was a cab driver in planes, trains, and automobiles. There you go. He Now, we were talking about, like, he, he's a hey, that guy who never got his, like, you know, the West oh, yeah. Wing role, I guess. He's totally one of those guys. And, uh, you know, a bit, a bit more of, like, sad behind the scenes stuff. Like, apparently he was not a fan of his experience making the movie. Like, he... Evidently, he was not a fan of Adam Sandler. He did not find him funny. Just didn't get Adam Sandler's humor. You know, he found him crude and just not funny. And he, but he, at least he didn't let it show in his performance. Like he, he's, yeah. he's totally, totally. He's one of the few characters that seems to enjoy Billy despite all of his just aggravating behaviors. That was, that was what was just so wild to me when I when I read that, and I'm just like. Wow, that does not translate at no, all. No, no, no. True professional. And I, and I was just kind of like, like I know that Sandler wasn't well yeah. known, but what did you think you were gonna be getting? I into? don't know. Like when you when you auditioned for it, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, you want this role?" Uh, I was like, "Oh, is it like a really serious?" I was like, uh, "Well, it's not like the Raisin Guy role. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. in this, you know." He's a serious. He's a no, serious really guy. This. Like this probably was the silliest thing he's done. Um, and the and, and the thing that's funny is like he really. I mean, outside of like the one time he does the impression. Of oh my Eric, god! The weaselly laugh. Jeez, <laughs> <He just laughs> nails. It's like outside of that, like he's really just kind of a chill yeah. dude. Like he, he said, has, some, he, has he made a really messing comment about it. In in. In the entire movie, when they're at the beginning, and they're all they're standing around, it's him yeah. and Eric, uh, and Eric's like, oh, "I'm starving. Uh, what are we going to eat?" And he goes, oh, yes. "I have some Triscuit crackers in the car. You should have had some." He's like, "Well, I didn't know you had delicious Triscuit crackers, Carl." He's like, "Oh, well, I'm sorry." He's like, well, "Sorry doesn't put the Triscuit crackers in my stomach now, does it?" He had it was the delicious Tris- Triscuit crackers. <laughs> that that whole just brief exchange. Yes. It was one of my fa- it's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Just I love that it's little great. line. It's it's a fun thing. It feels like an ad lib, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. They, I don't think these guys are necessarily known as ad libbers, improv guys. Maybe it was written, but they they delivered it perfectly. And it's just like a little sample of of Bradley Whitford's. Just I mean, it, it kills me. Like he hasn't seen the movie. He wasn't excited to see the, the like how it played out, and I know editing can save a movie. Like you know what's perceived on set, like oh this this is going to be a tragedy, like Star Wars, like how this is going to be the worst piece of shit ever. Yeah, and then it you know it gets edited and released, and with special effects and the, you know the magic of editing, man, it just it's key. 
I would I would hope by now that that has been remedied because like he plays Jake Peralta's dad on Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nine Nine, and he's I mean he's a, he's not in a lot of episodes, but I mean he's pretty comedic. Like there's an episode where uh, Jake and his girlfriend Amy. They're having thanks or they're having Thanksgiving at Jake's parents' house, who are uh, Bradley Whitford and uh, Peg Bundy. I Katie Segal. Right um, Katie Segal, thank you. And then you have Jimmy Smiths, and I don't know who plays Amy's mom. They're uh, Hispanic. Puerto, he's Puerto Rican, or they play mm-hmm. Puerto Rican on the show. And when uh, Amy's parents show up, Bradley Whitford, he's standing in his underwear because he hasn't put on his pants yet. So like he he has a very comedic <laughs> presence in the show, and it's very I mean it's very it tracks that he's Andy Samberg's yeah. dad in this yeah. show. So it's like if there was any part of him that was just like oh he takes himself so seriously or whatever it was that made him not want to watch is like I would hope by this point in his career he's seen Billy Madison be like okay yeah that was and I funny, I have Glad no idea that. when that quote was taken like if it was taken if he said that in the early 2000s and not a whole bunch of time has yeah. passed but that quote gets care i mean i saw it on imdb i mean but that's, yeah that's i, mean, I, I, I don't know when he said that but i'm with you like i would hope that as the older you get uh i mean you know he did cabin in the woods which is very cheeky you know it's like a horror comedy yeah. almost kind of he he seems like he really has a good sense of humor so I don't know. He maybe really he's does. just like such a busy guy. He just, I, I don't buy that. Like, I feel like even if I was super busy, I would want to watch everything I ever made. <laughs> if nothing else to see how yeah. I come across. Um, and I, I get is like, like even, I mean, even silly, stupid stuff um, that I've done for like, if, if I was like, Hey, we're going to shoot this, yeah. we're gonna make some crappy yeah, yeah. video. I know you get and pulled like, into that stuff or you have in the past, haven't you? <laughs> and it's, it's one of like, it's one of those things like I'll go, there's there's stuff that I like watching. Um, you know, it's not like some vein like, oh, look at me. I'm so great on this. I'm so great on this video. Everyone should yeah. watch me. I don't have that no, kind of personality. Um, but it's one of those things like I get the idea of being like, oh, I can't watch this. I just, you know, because I know there's some actors that say like, I can't watch anything that I'm in just because like I would pull it apart. I would, you know, I would just, I, I, I can do it. I can act in it. But like to watch myself like, I'll see all of the flaws. I'll see all of the things. It won't be enjoyable for me because I'll be too busy critiquing everything. So I get that, but I don't think that's the case with him. I think it was just when I was like, he just, you know, for, for a good while, like Billy Madison was not one of those movies where people are like, Oh, Billy Madison's the greatest movie ever. And it, it was, it was one of those things like when he was trying to be a serious mm-hmm. actor, when he's a Western yeah. guy, it seems like in that stage of his life, like it would have been like, it almost like would have been cool to kind of shit on a little bit like, oh, I don't I didn't even watch that because it was just, you know, I'm more of a serious actor. But like now it is like, OK, dude, you've been around for a while. You've had a, you've had a good long career. People know who you are. You're in all kind. I mean, like he was in Get Out. Yeah. I mean, he he um, it's like he he has a lot he does. of range. People really yeah, like him. I do. I think like, he's great. I would hope. Maybe when you start your career as the heavy and Revenge of the Nerds. You get a little sensitive. Maybe, maybe since he was trying to yeah. make his, you know, he was trying to stake his claim as a serious actor. The last thing he wants to be associated with is Billy Madison, but he was good in it. I mean, he was oh, yeah. in crucial to that movie, and so many people loved it in the day. I mean, it was a mild hit. It wasn't Jurassic Park big, but I mean, it was still pretty big. 
I mean, they just, I mean, they, they really don't make many movies like this nowadays. Like everything's got to be like a sequel or a remake or like a, a superhero movie, which I'm not complaining, mind you. I, I love all those things, but let it. But yeah, I mean, just like your thro- your throwaway comedies, I think people really like. I don't know if it's just that we've uh, we've gotten ourselves accustomed to this. Like every movie we watch has to be like this amazing experience. It's like sometimes you can turn on a movie with a few funny people in it for mm-hmm. ninety minutes and just laugh at stupid yeah. stuff, and that's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, well, like when you look at a okay movie thing. like um, Pete Davidson's King of Staten Island, like that's a really enjoyable movie with some heart and pretty decent acting. But he's oh, totally. you know, Pete Davidson's just being himself. He's just being a funny dude. Yeah. Hundred percent, and uh, you know, uh, they, they just—I hate to sound so like an old school dude, but they just don't make. At least I'm not seeing it. Maybe they make them, and they're just stuck on Hulu somewhere, or maybe they make stuff like this, but it's it's a series now. It's not like a movie anymore. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, uh, there's there's ones. I mean, like the ones that pop in my head from the last handful of years, um, like Fist Fight. Which had Charlie Day and uh, Ice yeah. Cube. Um, that was uh, then. Uh, what was the one? Um, uh, Stuber that had Kumail Nanjiani and Dave Bautista. Like, there's just. I mean, there's a stupid there's funny, Seth Rogen comedies, comedies, movies with Jason yeah, Bateman just, in them are kind of like this. Like, they're smallish comedies. Yeah. Game Night, things like that. So yeah, horrible bosses. Yeah. So yeah, I guess um, they're they're just a, they're they're few and far between anymore. Because even our funny actors are making stuff like Ozark, you know, like they're just making yeah. serious shit. Yeah, and and that's I think there's I think because I mean like Steve Carell really transitioned, you know he he was immediately known for his comedy, um, and I, I mean like I go back to like '94. Uh, when he was one of the writers on the Dana Carvey show, um, when he, and you know ninety five ninety six when he was one of the Daily Show, on yeah, the Daily Show, um, he was my favorite guy on the Daily Show, and they hardly ever used him, but he was just, I mean, he was absolutely oh, hilarious. Yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, Steve Carell coming up, even when he was, you know, on the Office, and people were like, "Who the heck right. is this guy?" Before right. he blew up, I was like, I was like, "Oh, Steve Carell's gonna," I'm like, "I love Steve Carell," but he was like, he wasn't a household name. And then he, you know, he really built this empire based on his mm-hmm. comedy and was in everything all of a sudden. And then he really transitioned. He still does content. It's not like he stopped doing comedy. I still need to check out that movie tell... was from the makers of Office, like Space Force or something. I need to check that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. I've, I've heard good and bad things. I still need yeah. to watch it. Um, but he, I mean, he really transitioned into trying to do a lot of dramatic stuff. And it felt like he was kind of chasing... Um, notoriety and recognition for that. I don't know if it was like he wanted to push himself or he, if it was he really wanted to win an Oscar or like it seemed like he was really trying to strategically pick movies that were kind of Oscar bait. So it, it, it was, it's one of those was like, I think there's a lot of guys. That well, feel Jim like Carrey immediately comes if, to mind. I mean, he was for sure one of those guys. Yeah. Who, oh, yeah. Really? I was like, you make it as this huge mm-hmm. comedian and then like you feel like you have to, like you don't want to be this one note. Like I'm not just a joke. It's like, if you are, that's fine. Like, we yeah, love you well, don't this. be ashamed of that. You're not don't a be clown. ashamed of that. We, we like you have a place in like you've established yourself in the 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 halls of of society of right. pop culture as this huge right. icon in comedy. It's not like you're a clown. And we don't appreciate you. It's like no, you're yeah. huge. Yep, we love you. I mean, that's fine if you want to do those other things too. But don't stop. Don't don't yeah. stop being what you're best at. 
Uh, so from yeah. this point in the show, I mean, I know that we a lot of times like to break down kind of scene for scene, go through parts of the movie, but that would be impossible for this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we, we would probably just end up quoting the movie from start to finish because it's, it's that good. I mean, we both recently watched yes. it. Uh, and I, I said, let's let's mix it up a little bit. Let, let's each, each of us just pick five little moments in the movie that we can talk about. It could be like a quote or just something that happens. And, uh, you know, we, we can just kind of appreciate the movie in that way and not try to just cover yes. like beat for beat what the movie is. Yeah, Everything. So I'll let you go first. You you pick a moment from the movie that just you like, and uh, we'll we'll just start appreciating Billy Madison that way. This this worked because I, uh, I was, as I was watching it, and I knew that this is what I needed to do. I was like, I I got like three of them in like the first like the first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna yeah. be hard, and. Uh, I, I'm glad because one of them that I put was the Triscuit Crackers, and I already snuck that one past. So like now, I did. I stopped myself at six. And like, <laughs> I could go and there, you, I mean, there's You're a right. good chance that I mean some of these overlap, but like the the first one after that, just going in order was uh, I just wrote down it's poop because I loved <laughs> that whole scene. Don't put it out with your boots, Ted. <laughs> uh, call don't, the fire department. This one's not a company. My business. <laughs> Don't tell me my business, devil Can woman. we talk about that scene? I want to I do, because that was one that I actually oh, wrote yeah. down. In fact, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I wrote down the entire opening five minutes. Like, it's just my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's like, again, you got Billy, Adam Sandler, who's a mid to late 20s guy. Way too old to be doing what he's doing. But when oh, you yeah. when you when, when you consider his crew as he, Norm MacDonald, and that other guy... You know they're they're putting poop in the bag and they're like going up to this, but that that guy is like a hundred years old and he walks out of the front oh. porch in his underwear. <laughs> and, and I love that the implication is just that he's somebody these yes. guys know, but you it's it's kind of like he reminded me of uh, of the old la- the uh, that's when the whores come in old lady <laughs> yeah. from Tommy Boy because it's kind of like. This guy's here, and it feels like we're supposed to know who he is or why he's significant, but we don't, and <laughs> no, we never see right. him again. He, they have a past for sure. Like, oh, he hates shit. <laughs> oh, the, oh, he, my God, he hates shit. I love that line, that delivery. <laughs> that is a great line. He called the shit poop. <laughs> <laughs> The but the thing. part that makes me laugh is when he goes, you're all going to die. <laughs> it's just, this, it's such a huge finish as they're, I mean, like the three clearly adult men are rolling around on the ground laughing like yes. morons because he's got a boot full of shit. He pulls his boot like, off oh my his God, foot. He, called the shit he pulls it off his oh. foot. It just like sticks a big whip. It's poop again. Oh, God. Uh, now, I don't know if this is true, but he looks like the same actor who played the old feeble man from Wedding Singer who gets in a fight with, um, I think, Billy or Adam Sandler's character in a bar. I feel like I feel like he might be the same dude. It could be. It's been forever. Yeah, I don't know. Just Adam Sandler has a tendency to put old people in his movies. So they, uh, yes. it's just a thing he does. And it's, it you know, for the most part, it, it's good comedy. That's a good way to start. 
this like remembrance <laughs> of the movie that is <laughs> don't put it out with your boots Ted. like i would love, love to know who like that actor is it like delivered that line it's so great don't tell me my business <laughs> Don't tell me my business. Oh god! Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna match you, and I'm gonna pick another scene early on in the movie, and it's such a throwaway joke, but it always makes me laugh when he does the whole like nudie magazine day, and he jumps in the in the golf yes. cart, and like he's like, "There's something I'm supposed to do today." <laughs> Have five daggers? No, no, you remember to do that. <laughs> The great Norm Macdonald. In which Norm Macdonald is yes, actually he's drunk. Actually drunk. <laughs> and he just, you know, he goes to the he's like decimating the grounds. The poor groundkeepers are like oh, yeah. chasing him around and he's just like driving through beautiful gardens of roses and shit. And he's just being a jackass. He stops at the at the mailbox and he pulls out three magazines. And I, I, <laughs> it makes me laugh. The first one is probably not so woke nowadays, but she male, yes. but it's not that it's she males. And I know he goes like, eh. like, first of all, I have so many questions about this scene. Does he just get like random porno magazines and he doesn't know what he's going to get? Cause it kind <laughs> of feels like it. he seems very surprised by what he's getting. <laughs> and if so, that's Amazing. I love that idea of surprise porno magazines. And like the the line down at the bottom of the magazine. I, I be sitting there. Or do down. I? Yes. Or do I? You know what it reminds me of? You know, that I know we were both fans of Pat Oswalt, and he, his bits are just so great. But he has this great bit about Piss Drinker magazine. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. It's yes, just I like, do. No, no matter. My grandfather found it. <laughs> I did not start the piss drinker magazines to show up. Put this shit on the cover. Like the the piss was like blurry and you couldn't see it or some shit. Like he was using the wrong like stop of of like aperture on the. <laughs> I, 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 I love the whole bit because you're like you, you get off the elevator and there's like glass yes. doors and like this etched yes. stone that says piss drinkers and like. It's this wildly successful <laughs> yes. business. It's hustling right. and bustling of a of a popular period. But it makes me laugh because I like this point. It's like no matter how kink, like no matter what your kink is, you think it's yeah. just you know so out there and wild. Like there's a magazine for that. There's there's a community like for that. And uh, so you got you got shemale. But what makes me laugh? I mean, yeah, the IP sitting down. That's funny. But it's shemale fiesta. <laughs> Yes, and there's kind of like a southwest kind of salsa y like like you know what I mean? Like this kind of yes. color tones. It's like we're gonna take this general <laughs> yes. thing, which in ninety five would not right. have been a thing that people no, were talking nope. about. It was a, a certain yeah. taboo to it, at least yeah. a little bit. Uh, and then like we're gonna we're just gonna <laughs> juxtapose it just ever so slightly by fiesta. adding a fiesta. <laughs> That's the part that makes me laugh. I mean, yes, the IP sitting down thing is funny. If it was just she males, yeah. that would be you could still nail the joke. It was like she males fiesta. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't laugh at she males. That's not funny, but she male fiesta is pretty fucking funny. Uh, the next one is women oh. over eighty, and I love the, again the captions are great. Wrinkled skin, wrinkled sheets. <laughs> oh. 
And then there's there's another caption that just says Grandma's G spot. <laughs> and at this point, I gotta I gotta call out Adam Sandler's sometimes pervy obsession with grandmothers. <laughs> it is movies. Yes. It's not they it's not up. always pervy, but it sometimes can be pervy. And I I think about like you know that's my boy when he has like a sexual encounter with and yes and, and like there are lots of grandmas it's a through line through his movie like there's a grandma uh in in happy uh i mean not happy yes. but uh, yeah happy gilmore there's a grandma there there's a there's a grandma character in wedding singer where he's like teaching her how to play the piano or whatever yes uh, there pays yeah there's calls. always like this but the thing that makes me laugh i don't know why the grandmas in his movies are not just grandmas. Like a, when I think of a grandma, like I think of like late fifties, maybe sixties, like a normal grandma. Yeah. Like these are like great, great grandmas. Like old, the oldest old, grandmas like, yeah. imaginable. <laughs> like their kids didn't start having kids until they were in their fifties. <laughs> like I mean, it is crazy yeah. the, how elderly these grandmas are. But I just want to call that out. It's just a through line through his movies. He loves to put old people in his movies, and I just think it comes. It feels like it comes from a moment of sweetness. I I don't think he's necessarily trying to make fun of old people. I just think he no, generally gets a kick out of old people. Like he just finds them funny. And it, like as I was watching it, I think it's the first time. I know it's not the same lady, but like when when the, he comes back to third grade and he's either having sloppy yeah. days and like the cat the lunch lady comes out, I was like, she looks. Like Kind of like the lady on the cover of right. Over Eight. A little bit, yeah. I was like, she's like, I know this is not the same. How many sloppy like, joes did she slap on his tray? By the way, it was like, I know you like them <laughs> extra sloppy. <laughs> which of course is a callback to Lunch Lady Lane. Which yeah, Lunch Lady Lane. And then the third magazine, which may, maybe got a big laugh to, in the when I first saw it, but really just seems tame nowadays. Is drunk chicks? Just a couple, yeah. just a couple of drunk young chick. chicks drunk, and but that, and that's funny. That's the one he chooses. He's just like, oh, he starts thumbing, thrumming, through, oh. thumbing through that bad boy. Uh, but I like that the magazine points out that they're all over eighteen. <laughs> yes, let's make sure we denote. So that yeah, so there's no. <laughs> No They're not old business. enough to drink, but they are old enough to be in porno magazines. So, but yeah, I, I wanted to just highlight the three magazines for Nudie Magazine Day because I mean, Nudie Magazine Day is just a fun thing to shout. Anyway, yeah. you know, especially it's Nudie Magazine. It played Day. really. I, I saw this movie in theaters when it came out, and that that played really. I mean, this this is just one of those movies where like every single word anybody said was met with such laughter. You know, it's just one of those like one of my favorite movie going experiences for comedies. Oh, I was because uh, I wore out two VHS copies of this movie when I, uh, yeah. when I was younger. And I just I watched it yeah. so many times, and like the uh, like as as the movie starts up, it's like I didn't skip. It's like everything, you know, when he's the camera's panning down. I was like when he's singing the sun. <laughs> I do. I, I love that. I mean, like I just I sing that all the time every to myself when I go to the pool. Like ultraviolet yeah. rays, bad, <laughs> bad. Lotion good. The sun tries to burn me, but you won't let it. <laughs> it's a great way to kick the movie off. Smiley. Yes. <laughs> he's just he's like, you're like, yep, this guy is just a huge yep. idiot. Yep. And you get that happy uh, ma- that Billy Madison music that you were referring to earlier yes. playing during this. So, anyways, 
It's just so it is. It is. It's the theme of Billy Madison. All right, buddy. Yes. Uh, that's my first one. What's your next one? Uh, the second one, like I, it's, I love because it's just kind of, it's not out of place, but it's just kind of like this momentary revelation, like when uh, it's right after Darren McGavin tells him that he's giving the company to Eric. And like he's chasing him up the stairs. This guy, hey, no, no, no. What if I? I'll do it all again. You know, uh, first grade through twelfth grade. Each I'll do each of them two weeks, and he lays the right, whole plan right. out. And he's like, yeah, just think of that. And so then he goes upstairs. Uh, the other two guys disappear, and uh, Culture Club. Oh, uh, oh I'm so glad on. you brought this scene up. And and you just kind of have this moment where Billy, like, it's like he's sentient of the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Like, Music I'm, I, I think and about like, this, this all the time, from? Adam. Every time I see that scene, I think about this. They had to have been playing uh, the I Tumble For You song on a jam box or something as he danced to this. He oh, has yeah. to have. Because yeah. it's too perfect. It's too perfect. <laughs> and I just, I, I just love because he's like, where's this music coming from? I was like, I don't really care right. how to dance to it. And he just does this little dance. Or like, this is just like, it's, it's, a, it's like so many moments of the movie where it's like, I don't even know why this is fun. This is just a weird, stupid little throwaway joke, but it's funny. It's like, let's watch Adam Sandler just dance to some culture club. My funny story about the, that song, I, I remember I had this embarrassing story uh, where I was driving down the street late at night. I think I was actually leaving the movies. So th- I was driving the street. There's like hardly anybody on the road at all because it was a real late movie. And I'm playing this song. It just comes on. And I have the windows down because it's a hot summer night. And I'm blasting the I Tumble For You. And I'm, I'm like, rolling my arms. And I'm doing, like, all the choreography from, like, the, from the movie. And alongside me nice. pulls a carload of teenage girls <laughs> getting just an eyeful of me. Oh, that is fantastic. And I don't know. It's like the class. I don't notice them. I'm just lost in my dancing in the song and I do look over and they see me and just in time to pull away at the green light. But I don't care. Cause I mean, that's a fun song and you, you, oh, you're, totally you're, is. you're dead inside. If you don't start doing the out tumble for you dance. Yeah. If you can't just kind of like, you know, if that tune doesn't make your body just kind of move anyways, you're like, what happened to you? What happened in your life that you have? Yeah. No joy? So is is that it? Is that your second bit? Yeah, that's, that's it. Just, good. It's that one little, just that it's, little moment. But it's just there's something about it. Just, I just I love because it's like this subtle kind of breaking right. the fourth wall kind right. of knot where it's like he does because he's why like why does he hear huh? the music? He, he does. He kind of has like what's that sound? I mean, he does. He just rolls with it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, all right, it's some music. I'll yep. do some dancing. Good stuff. It's a good transition to the next scene. Um, all right, so for my next scene, I'm going to go with... Um, so I want to talk about Miss Lippy. Uh, I, I, Miss might, Lippy. I might end up cheating just a little bit because you, know, like you, you had mentioned to me something today in a chat. You said, like, what, how do you feel about the blue duck? And I, I love the blue <laughs> duck. I, I think about it all the time, especially with a kinder, kindergarten-aged kid in my house. And, you know, like, they, they do that. They'll, like, color things in their own little way. And uh, I, I just think what he says, like, I, I drew, I, I colored the duck blue because I wanted to see a blue duck. <laughs> like, just love. That's, I yeah. just wanted to. I did it. Yeah, and Miss Lippy is just, like, that 
quintessential kindergarten teacher. But she's first grade, but like she feels so much like a kindergarten teacher yeah, yeah. in this respect. Especially since they're playing with like paste and you know Janet. But I just like Miss Lippy and doing her little weird interpretive dance you know, that he walks in on at one yes. point. Uh, but here, here's my scene. Uh, it all, it all kind of rolls in. I wanted to give props to the blue duck cause I've actually got the blue duck on a sticker on the back of my iPad. I, I love the blue duck. It's such a cute drawing. <laughs> uh, but, but the scene that makes me laugh, I tried to keep my moments to parts that just still kind of make me giggle. Cause I've seen the movie so many times. Like I, I don't laugh at the stuff that made me laugh really hard. The first couple of times I saw it as much. I love them. I appreciate them. I, I recite the lines, but they don't really make me laugh hard anymore. But yeah. the part that makes me laugh the hardest, I think, throughout the whole movie is the dodgeball scene. And he's he you know he catches the dodgeball. Well, first he's out. And he goes in. That's when he sees Miss Lippy doing her dance. And she takes him, you know, she kind of like pushes him back out to play some more, catches the dodgeball, and then he starts wailing on these little kids with the dodgeball. And he's he's actually throwing the ball hard as he can. And I I know this just reading from interviews and stuff in the past, like he he really was throwing it hard. And they kind of had to yes. do some editing to like cut away from like the kids crying and shit. Like the kids were actually crying. He was hitting them but, that but, hard. I but all of that, that is just a long-winded way to kind of come to the point where he, there's one of the there's one of the kids that he hits in the face. <laughs> there's this yes. little kid wearing a baseball cap, and most of them he hits like in the leg or in the back and the butt on the side. He he beans a kid in the face so hard. <laughs> I just I love that because it start that line when when uh, O'Doyle throws yeah. it at him. And he goes, and he catches it, and they all kind of look. He's like, now you're all in <laughs> right, big, right. big trouble. <laughs> and he just goes yes. to town on him. There's no way that ball oh. didn't leave a mark on that little kid's face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm just like, as, as I was watching that and thinking about that, I'm just sitting there like, like, how do you... How do you deal with the parents I of these know. kids? I don't know. That would not happen nowadays. Like, it wouldn't. He's a 27-year-old <laughs> man whipping a dodgeball at your six-year-old's yes. face. It's, it, it is one thing to hit a kid in his butt or on the, the back. And, you know, like, you, you can edit in, like, hard-sounding, you know, because, like, yeah. dodge those balls make a very distinct sound. You, you can edit that in. Yeah. But he hit that kid in the face. <laughs> oh, he just went to town. I mean, he was just like, like it was his yeah. job. Like, if, I want to hurt Yeah, he, he was. Like, making kids cry with the dodgeball was his job in that moment. But I do I do enjoy, oh. like, reading things. Like, the kids all loved him. They, they, they were constantly, yeah. like, hugging on him and just piling on top of him like he he was like there like in the movie you know they looked up to him so much cuz he was like this big yeah. kid and my i think my favorite parts of the movie are like the first grade parts i love those with like yeah. scotty and you know like i like the part where i think it is third grade but where he looks over and he's got his little rehearsed line like man first and yeah. first and second it's grade were first. easy but third grade is tough and like, 
Social studies division? This yeah. Is gonna be tough. Then, like, the one kid looks at him so blankly. <laughs> He's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to overstep in case that's one of your scenes, but yeah, that, that's my second, the dodgeball kid. That, the, I, that, that's one of my, it was, that was my next one. So I'm glad you, I, uh, glad okay. You brought okay. That up, I'm sorry. Just, I stole that away from you. I was you. like, no, no. I mean, there's that's that's then as I'm sitting here, it's like okay, cool. I don't have like I stopped writing them down, but like just going through the movie, like okay, I can ju- I can fill in. It can easily fill in like a hundred right. other things. Right. Um. For, Dodgeball kid got whatever his moment. Happened. You can now pick something new. Yes. So the the next the next one on my list, it's it skips forward a little bit, um, just because like I I I told myself that I just had to tap the brakes because I'm like okay. I have I had four at this mm-hmm. point, I'd, like I was like okay I'm only like right. five, and like I'm at the dodgeball scene. I'm like he's in first grade, and I've already written down four things. I know I what you mean. About. Like okay crap. So my next one that I wrote down because I just I had to I had to bring the kid up in general, <laughs> but it's after he starts high school and he comes back, and he's he's in the classroom with all the kids, and the one kid goes. How do you like hike school, Billy? <laughs> and that kid has like the most beastly rat tail, like just this. I mean, his it's like lisp, uh, yeah. three and a half feet long. He has a horrible lisp, and that rat tail is crazy. And it's it, like a ponytail. It's so fucking big. <laughs> it is, and it's like, and then Billy just grabs his face and he starts shaking him. And he's like, "Don't you ever leave." Stay here, <laughs> and the kids just rolling with like he's he's this little yeah. fat kid, and he's just the cutest little kid oh, in yeah. the world. And like all of his all of his little <laughs> jelly is just shaking. His, he's got and, a little turkey gobbler that's like slapping. And oh yeah, I'm like, did they do that with sound like ADR sound effect or was that oh. like did they get that on like microphone or something? <laughs> I, I just, you gotta and, like, cherish then, it. <laughs> And then when Billy, she finally pries his hands off the kid's face, he's just kind of like, hmm, okay. Yeah. And he's just, like, that kid, I love that kid yes. in general. I, I love, he's like, how do you like high school, Billy? How do you like school, high school? Yeah. And, I mean, there's just, there's, like, it's just, he's so okay with Billy just shaking <laughs> his little jowls. Yes. And it's, oh, it's just such... I love I love he, that little scene. Cause he's got just, a couple like little lines in the laugh. movie, like the pee in your pants, and he's like, "Way yes. to go, Ernie!" And like gives him a high five. Like he he's clearly not an yes. actor. He, he he probably didn't act in anything else in his life, but he was perfect for the role. I I had to go and look him up. I believe his name is Kyle nice. Bailey, and I think he's I, as an adult. He's he I think he's in rather good. Uh, physical I condition, would so. imagine so. Yeah, I, a lot of these. He's one of those guys that like didn't yeah. stay. The they just became kid. like chiseled and ripped. Yeah, no one's like, oh, ever wow, gonna. No like, one's ever gonna call me the fart fart kid. <laughs> no one's. No one's ever gonna call fart me fart boy, boy ever again. <laughs> uh, we gotta. We gotta find a way to tell that story in a future episode. I, I know I was telling you that offline. It was such oh, yeah, a funny story. Yeah, we do. Maybe if we ever do a nine and a half weeks episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe a long time. Maybe Mickey Rooney's gonna, or maybe Mickey Mickey Rooney, Mickey, Mickey Rourke, uh, Rourke. Yeah, not Mickey Rooney, maybe, maybe Ricky, Mickey remember Rourke. Remember that steamy, Mickey. Remember that steamy scene with Kim Basinger and Mickey Rooney. Remember that scene? Remember oh that hot scene in uh, Nine and a Half Weeks where, uh, yeah, you know, where Mickey For Rooney sure. got sure. in there and was Good messing stuff, around man. as uh, 
definitely made me feel things at an, at an age. <sighs> yes. You know who that little fat kid reminds me of, though? Like, do you know the, the little kid with the squishy face in, um, there was a soccer movie called, I think it was called, like, The Big Green. And he, and he was in other stuff, too. Like, well, he, I think he was, he may have also been in Sandlot. But he, yeah, the great Hambino, Patrick. Okay, Brown. okay, yeah, but he's got like the freckles, and he just he kind of yes. reminds me of him. You know, like he's just got that squishy little yes. face. And actually, one of the kids in his third grade, in Billy's third grade class, I don't think he ever they ever tell you his name. Um, he's uh, the kid with like the curly black hair. He was the kid in Tommy Boy that was on the bus as uh, Rob Lowe gets off. He's making faces at Rob. Lowe's oh, really? The window. That's nice. the same kid. Yeah. Which I just thought that was well, fun. good for that kid, man. It was a good couple years for him. Same year. I I just imagined Farley was like, "Yeah, we worked with this kid on Tommy Boy. <laughs> you <laughs> should get him for your movie, Sandler." <laughs> got it. He's a don't real have to pro. Pay him. You don't have to give him he a line. Bus. Just, just he's a funny kid. Just got a funny look to him. He's a funny kid. You need a funny kid. <laughs> I got a funny kid High for you. High school. <laughs> Is that the best take we could get? No, no, it's too cute. You got to keep it. It's too cute. Leave it. He said high school, and that was adorable. <laughs> shake his face again, Sandler. Just shake it like a paint you can. Gotta cherish it. <laughs> you gotta cherish it. That's good, man. That's good. All right. So is it? I guess yes. it's my turn. I got my uh, my number three. I guess. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I gotta pick a Norm Macdonald scene here. So. One of my favorite parts of the movie is how when he passes a grade each time he has like a carnival (laughs) to celebrate with all of his students. And, you know, of course, we already talked about with Eric and the three-legged race and all that shit. And he just seems so put off by it. But at the same time, he's competing. But my favorite, one of my favorite Norm scenes is when he walks over to to, uh, Billy and he's he's like, hey, congratulations on passing the first grade or whatever. He's like, thanks, man. He goes, wanna get you wanna feed that donkey some beer and get it all messed up. <laughs> and I love Adam's delivery. He goes, maybe later. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go put some beer. I'll in go in a put bucket. some beer in a bucket. <laughs> I love that line. Hey, you wanna feed that donkey some beer? can't even laugh i can't stop laughing to say the line uh i well i love because I, I love that's one of the things about norm mcdonald jokes and really some, some of the comedic elements of, of these that, that i think go overlooked um because like that's one of those like you really kind of have to flesh that one out in your mind and yes. just think like this is a grown yes. adult man who is genuinely excited <laughs> at the prospect of potentially later on feeding a donkey a bucket full of beer and that's going to be his entertainment like that's like he's so you gotta collect a donkey first of all i mean i know it's like a carnival setting so there was probably there's a high probability of a donkey there yeah so i do believe that he they didn't have to go far for the donkey but you still got to find that that bucket right because a a donkey requires like a lot of beer to get messed up to get quote unquote i would think I would think if you're going to mess a donkey up, it's going to take a decent right. amount of beer. I mean, I have no frame no. of reference. Uh, I mean, we have but, seen a donkey uh, get high on drugs in Bachelor Party, but that's yes. different. That that's a I can see one line doing being enough to take a donkey down, probably. 
But beer, just beer. Just <sighs> beer, just straight up God, beer. I love it so much. What's it going to I take? only wish they would have ADR'd like a donkey cry, like one of those like cute, like cute little Eeyaw. donkey eons in the background. And people who know me know I love donkeys, and I find donkeys just cute and adorable. We're very, we're very, very pro donkey. Like, I would love to get some donkey endorsements on this show if at all possible. Um, but yeah, I just I dig that line so much, and it makes me just giggle. It's just like me little a little giggle moment for me. But that's my number three. That's it. That's, that's simply all it is. <laughs> and oh, that, that's that's kind of the brilliance of Norm Macdonald too. It's just like he can take any of these moments and just you know like it's because it's. That's what Norm does is he just takes like the general awkwardness of a situation where you're like, I'm not entirely sure how you would right. respond to this, Norm, because this is not a thing. Can like, I can I please pose a question here? I got to ask a question, speaking of Norm, before you go on to your next one. Yes. So there's a scene in one of these post-graduation festival, you know, things. I don't know if it's the same grade or if it's another grade, but there's a scene where he is doing a conga line with a group of kids and he's holding yes. a hamburger to his forehead. <laughs> Do you have any idea what the fuck that's about? I I can only I mean like knowing that Norm was willing to go to the lengths of genuinely being drunk in the opening sequence of that's the movie. That's method acting, man. I, I would have to imagine that there's because the bar was set pretty low for him, <laughs> that there probably were times that he just kind of said, I'm going to do literally whatever he's, I want. He's just holding it just like because. a unicorn's horn. It's just like yeah. holding it up to his forehead, an uh, uneaten hamburger. He's doing a conga line with children. <laughs> he's leading the, the conga that, line. That's a very normal <laughs> it thing It is very do, normal for like, Norm, yeah. <laughs> because because it's like I feel like there's so many things where it's like it it's almost meant to trick you into trying to figure out what it's supposed to mean when it doesn't mean it's anything. It's a funny at all. image. It's this? just what a really this? funny image, and it's just a second or two long. So it's not like you can sit and dwell on it. But yeah, every time I see it, I do. I catch myself wondering what was is this part of another scene that got cut? Like what? Like, were they doing I know, something? I know that a, like Eric and Crazy Carl were like eating hot dogs earlier in the scene. So like there what yes. there were meats. You know, I I I you know, yes. there was some grilling out of some kind. So I I don't know. I feel like it's part of another bigger scene that got cut up. They just left that in cuz it's a funny image. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's it. I felt like that was appropriate that's an appropriate more. time to bring that little visual piece of candy to your attention. Oh, and you, 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 you're always welcome. <laughs> any point, even if we're talking about any other, we're talking about any movie yeah. ever made. We're like, hey, I got a Norm Macdonald <laughs> thing for you. He's like, that's totally, that's totally that's, in bounds yep. all the time, hundred percent. Let's shift gears, man. Let's do it. Just a, we're gonna be a front facing Norm Macdonald only <laughs> forever podcast. and ever. There's not a lot of content we have to cover, so we're gonna go over the same stuff a lot. Uh, but it's gonna be all good. Uh, no opportunities problem. to speak strictly. Uh, on the merit of a movie starring Norm Macdonald are dwindling quickly. So let's yes. just, just just prop him up anytime we can. All right, your your turn. You're up. What's another hilarious, funny, happy moment? Let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead again because the this is the last on my list. So my fifth one I'll I'll think of on the. Fly. Oh okay okay. It'll be uh, you, 
It won't. Be, it won't uh, be hard. It won't be hard. Be just think of a, close your eyes and think of a funny no. moment. But uh, I, I just I wrote down musical interlude. Mm. So after after Billy has been, uh, he's been the uh, the uh, the blob comes on <laughs> right, TV and right. lies, and Billy is he's he's just he's, he's defeated. Up. He's like oh, I'm just gonna yeah. get drunk. And you have uh, you have Bridget uh, Wilson. She comes in and she. She's stepping over pizza boxes and beer and cans dogs and wearing sombreros. <laughs> yes, and she gets to Billy, and she just—he's wrapped up, wearing a, a deflated lobster pool toy as a blanket, as and she just, she just kicks yeah. him, and then she picks him up, throws him into the water. She or she punches him into the water, and then you—I I, I like that the beginning of it where it's you've got Norman and, and the yeah. other guy. They're <laughs> like, what? Oh, it looks like they're playing right. water polo. Maybe they're playing, oh, maybe Marco, they're playing Marco Polo. Polo. Marco Polo. Polo. I love that. I love game. Norm's trailing just, off like ah. You just yeah, you just have this this meaningless contribution of nonsense from the two of them. They're just like, let's cut to these guys and see what kind of stupid shit they're doing. Oh, they're just there's a drunken stupor commenting on the events. Yes. I love that line. But then, dude. that makes me laugh. That, I wrote that part down as well. Because you, it, it, I mean, it, it is. It's one of those. Because I love, I love the whole thing. Because it's when I was like, it's a, it's a total Sandler thing. Because it's this mm-hmm. musical part of it. He incorporates music into the movie, and it's just great. And, uh, and you, you know, you have this. Uh, he, he, it's, it's like I, I like the parody of it because it's like okay. In, in all these movies where there's like this turning point where the hero realizes, wait a minute, I've been knocked yeah. down, but I need to get yeah. back up and I need it's to go It's this rocky moment, right? Do. <laughs> yes. And so you, you you cut to, you got Bridget, Bridget Wilson in this little like uh, German yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> That was really out of left field in, it, in itself. And it's like, okay. And then she, don't I have a yes. nice rack? It's like just as gratuitous Adam Sandler. Like, hey, look, she's hot. Remember See, I, that? The part I like the most is the clown when he picks himself. That's oh. <laughs> like, hey, I bet you thought I was dead, <laughs> but when I fell over, I just broke my legs and got a hemorrhage in my. And he's like doing the sing songy kind of like, like <laughs> like a clown would, <laughs> like a kid's. And it's it's just so great because when it happened right. in the first place, everyone's just yes. laughing as blood is spewing. Miss out Lippy of his mouth. is seen in the background laughing her ass off, and he's like her and Juanita, yes. I think, as uh, and, and blood is just pouring out of his mouth. <laughs> and so you you revisit that. It's which good. I love, it's a good callback. And then I love continuity. We're huge fans really, of continuity. You got this really triumphant. Or like you have all the kids are up on the menagerie and they're <laughs> singing down to Billy. Like you got to go out there, you got to get real tough, you got to do what yeah. you need to do. Juanita's and then, belting yeah. out the, you know, like <laughs> oh, you have her up on the veranda and she's like holding up her yes. arms as as like the whole crew's like marching out oh, it's on the so lawn. Good. And you, and then it just ends on this line: "Do you have any more gum?" It's beautiful, and it's like. I, it's like this is the this is. I, I did. I made a this note. Is exactly I was like, how I want this the, the song to, to motivate Billy is exactly the reason why Adam Sandler was famous in his pre-movie star career. Totally. totally. And I love that that's in the movie because he doesn't do that ever really again in any of his movies. No, not really. I don't feel like he does. 
not until you get to Wedding Singer, then you know, and even that, he's just yeah. singing music. Yeah, you know, he writes the song at the end that's more of a sweet song. Yeah, and he does have long. the breakup he song really that was song. pretty Adam Sandler. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <clears throat> that's that's a great great scene, and it's 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 a one of those movie parts of the movie that just always stands out in your brain. It's so great. All right, uh, moving on, sir. Is that I guess my next? Yes. Yep. All right, so I want to I wanted to again appreciate Josh Mostel 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 I don't know. Base, 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 <laughs> base, <laughs> that whole thing again. As as a uh, uh, principal Anderson, he he has a lot of really funny scenes in the movie. Like he's a big part of the movie. But what I love is this subtle acting he does when remember the montage where they're giving out valentines? <laughs> And they're playing yes. that like song. Uh, I forget the name of the song, but it's I don't know. It, it all just works. It all like comes together perfectly. And the little girls are giving him valentines, and he's like cutely, uh, you know, acknowledging them. And they're like, they got he's, like, like yeah, they got like little hearts in their eyes and swooning. Yeah, they're just like fawning. But over then, him. like, he gets to this, like huge valentine ornate gigantic <laughs> yes it's huge and it's like covered in like rubies and jewels <laughs> like something that's been like you know it clearly took the better part of an afternoon to create <laughs> and like he opens it up and uh you know it's like i don't know like i i want you billy or whatever from principal anderson and then he goes like p.s you know i'm horny but the, the moment that makes me like all of that makes me laugh the, the huge ornate like card valentine's great but when he says p.s i'm horny and he looks up billy looks up and he just kind of it's almost like he know he's following along with his reading and he just kind of like yes she, he kind of nods his head like it's true <laughs> like he like he changes from kind of like this yes, coy sweet yes. little smile to like, yeah, it's true. I yeah. really am horny. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. I love I, it. It's it's also funny, but his his like little facial expressions to to let the uh, you know audience know like, oh, I, I know it. I know it. Part of the card Billy just read, and I'm reacting to it. Makes me laugh. It's like, yeah, I know exactly where you are. Anyways, but yeah, I, I love that part. And it, you know, Glenn, it's it's one of those scenes where it, it's not like a big line from the movie. You know, like the oh, I think you know Donkey Kong sucks. Like I mean, like those those lines are great. But that it's just like little stuff like that that just makes me laugh on this like deep kind of child level like on the level that like makes me still like laugh at farts you know when somebody farts like yes it's those little things i just i can't help myself but like just kind of laugh those those little moments well, think, just make the movie for me those like, little small moments i i think i think that's one of the things i think that's kind of like the formula of these movies and why i like them is because you you never you never totally relax into a point in the movie where you're not being amused like you might not be like you know belting out a huge laugh but like every scene has kind of this consistent like you're not gonna go long without something that's meant to make you even just right. chuckle just uh, just here's a funny little like the whole time it's like from start to finish it's 89 minutes of we're gonna make you just feel happy and laugh and giggle for the next right. hour and a half. 
there's there's going to be something kind of continuously mm-hmm. going on that you can you can quote you can you know you can laugh at some things might catch you bigger than others some things might make you just yeah. lose your mind other things like <laughs> that's funny it was like but it's just this continuous loop of there's something the dialogue or something physical or something in the scene and I just I really I think that's one of those things where it's like to, to do that to keep somebody just you know. It, because you can you could turn on Billy Madison, you could turn on Tommy Boy, and you could be do you could play on yeah. your phone, or you could be, you could watch these movies just kind of like subconsciously and laugh at oh, some yeah. of the moments because you know oh this scene, yeah you know the this. beats you know it's the like, beats what's coming up yes. ten minutes before it happens, but it it's just it it's like it just awakens something in you and just you laugh and it's just joyous and. It's something that a lot of these movies, like we're featuring these quote unquote movies about fools, um, they're they're just fun movies. And in the nineties, really excelled in these movies too. For some reason, I don't yes. know why. Well, and I because th- I, I think that's one of those things that I, I, a lot of these guys, <clears throat> I feel like, may not get the credit for. Because I mean, it was like Sandler and Tim Hurley, uh wrote mm-hmm. this movie. So it was like, it's not, again, it's not like a tour de force, but it's like, you know, to sit down and write a movie and to write jokes. I mean, to like, okay, to have the foresight to say, all right, this is what I want the scene to be. You know, he's not, you know, he's not Spielberg. He's, he's not, you know, he's not changing the world, but it's like, okay, you know, to, to have what, you know, however long the script was and to be going through this and just be hitting those beats that consistently to where it's like. There, I mean, we have all because it, it is like we could go through, we could sit here for the next, we could watch the movie live, and just laugh at every. I mean, like it would just be us. Yeah, we, like we could watch it line by line and pause funny. and giggle and laugh. The mo- the the podcast would be four hours long. <laughs> yeah, and it would be hilarious. Like it would just be like, oh, now they're doing right. this. Oh, I love this scene. This is so hilarious. And it is because like everything is just it's some level of funny. And I think that's just it. That takes yeah. doing. That takes real talent. It does. All right, man. What's your final uh, little moment? Um, final. I'm gonna go because I um, uh, I don't know yours, of course. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back because I think it's it's one of my the whole scene. I think is really just mm-hmm. kind of great, but it's the it's the field trip mm. um, when when they go to and the, it's it's got that old <laughs> lady um, and there's because there's just there's a handful of beats there that really. You know, I, I like at this point, you know, because it's just he's in these classes for mm-hmm. two weeks and there's clearly animosity between him and Bridget Wilson at the beginning of their time together. Which shifts but so the, drastically yeah, out of it, nowhere. Like at one point, like he, yeah. he tries to fill her up and she's like kind of charmed by him at this point. Like she instantly yeah. like takes a shine to him, which always felt and, and weird just, to me. But whatever. It, it really <laughs> is. Because because you don't it's like you the don't movie shrugs its shoulders again. like she's got to like him at some point in the movie. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, we only got ninety minutes, man. Like we can't like show you how he's she not going to fundamentally change into a person. Then she... like he's he's right. a moron, and she just decides she right. likes him. And I was like, he's done. It's like, oh, I mildly behaved myself <laughs> for the last week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you love yeah. me now? Are we are we boyfriend suspend and girlfriend? It. Just yeah, suspend it. Just suspend your belief. Because so, I mean, peop- like, people yeah. find Adam Sandler charming. Like I'm going to say right now, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, one of my good friends, 
uh, Elizabeth, who, I mean, this is like her favorite movie. She loves Adam Sandler, but like, I wouldn't think that like his behavior was, is any type of behavior that in real life she would put up with for more than a minute, you know, oh, but yeah, she no. digs him and she loves this movie and she was really pumped. Like I told her, I was like, oh, we're recording Billy Madison today. And she's like, I love me some Billy Madison. <laughs> But it, it just works. Well, and it's, it works for everybody. Dudes dig them. And most most people, like girls my age, women my age, just don't mind this movie. Like, it's fun to them. Well, and it's it's funny uh, because it it works. It works because it's Sandler. Yeah. Um, I was I was, that just struck me last night, and so I put it out on Twitter. I said, Forrest Gump hits a little different in real life if you're sitting at a bus stop with a slower fella eating candy and talking about Vietnam. Not quite the tour de force when Hanks is replaced with a guy whose only definition of eye contact is heavy and unbroken. <laughs> That's true. Like if you take Tom Hanks out yeah. of the situation and just put a yeah. guy who's sitting at a bus stop talking to people about Vietnam, you're like, yeah, this isn't like, oh, moving and, and heartfelt. It's like, oh, this guy's weird. And so it's like, it's Sandler, so... It's like you put anybody else in this in this situation, you're like, uh, no, I still think you're repulsive. It's only been eight days. I don't want anything to do with it. Can you imagine if and like so Vincent D'Onofrio was Forrest Gump? Oh. <laughs> just like private pile, pile. yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Same era. This guy's right? just <laughs> creeping me the hell out. Like if you switch to like Steve Buscemi is uh, Sandler, yeah, he's he's Billy Madison. You're like, uh, nope, no thanks, uh, not endearing. Please don't touch yeah. me. I'm going to file a formal complaint yeah. against you now. Yeah, no, no, but but Adam Sandler uh, gets away with it. But anyways, I'm sorry. You you oh, were talking totally. about the old lady. No, it, you 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 get you get that whole scene where it's like they they have their conversation and and the old lady she just kind of talks like. Is anyone even listening to me? <laughs> yeah. like you, she's got like these throwaway yeah. things, and then in the midst of that, you have uh, the kids run up and they're like, "Miss, uh, uh, Miss Vaughn, Miss Vaughn, someone stole all our lunches. Who would steal <laughs> right. thirty bag lunches?" And then you just you cut to Norm and the other guy and yes. Chris Farley. <laughs> Chris Farley is just, just giggling like an kids. idiot. <laughs> they're just eating all these kids' lunches. It's like. Why is Norm and the other guy even here? Where did I, they come from? Do they from? know each other? Do they? Are they friends? And it's, <laughs> it's just like there's so many things about it. It's like okay, and then and then that just abruptly ends it really the field does, trip. Yeah. Like, well, I guess the field trip yeah. is over because. But you get that line from the old like, "I'll tell you who stole that those damn lunches." That damn Sasquatch. <laughs> that little old lady like, gets some what? good lines, man. Oh, she yeah. has great, and then you. You've got Ernie with the I right. had an accident. It's like what had an accident? What is it? Goo? Yeah, that makes me laugh every time too. Just the goo. And you get I that, considered the goo line, you, but it's just so fast and just it's just oh. an exclamation mark. But you get that you get that uh, uh, those little moments the 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 little little pieces of real Sandler where it's like okay, this is why he's in yeah. because. He he he's like okay. I don't want. He's this a caring guy. To he's, feel, he's, a, he's got a yeah, good heart. He really does. He's got a care. good heart always. And so he goes, and then you have the pee in your pants, and then you have again. You get the old ladies like, if pee in your pants is cool, then consider me Miles <laughs> That's a Davis. Great, great moment. <laughs> that, oh. I love that line every time. And then you 
you finish it up with uh, with the Ugh. Farley Sandler exchange, getting on the bus. I um, I actually it, I think you're not you're you're probably not going to get to appreciate this, but here, hang on, I'm going to play that I'm going to play that soundbite for our listeners right now. Here do we it. go. Get on the bus. Do it. Hang on. Move it. Help. Here we get go. Get on the bus. Here. Move it. I love that he's like one, two, five, seven. <laughs> he looks up her skirt. <laughs> that Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace. Oh god, that delivery of one piece of ace. So good. I know from experience, dude. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> well, a guy I know. Wooey! <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, my God. But anyways, yeah, that's that's the... I went ahead and pulled that sound bite in case one of us brought it up. I'm glad, I'm glad you because because you get that uh, Farley used that same line in Airheads the good great grand wonderful oh does he um, okay <laughs> I can hear that yeah because he, he's that. he's he's done he did that uh, uh, in Tommy Boy when he's out cow tipping with uh, Rob Lowe and he's got thirty two belly option on, on two, two on two yeah and, uh, <laughs> and then he uses that again in Black Sheep when he's playing football with the kids of the rec center he's like all right thirty two belly option on two let's go let's go. Yeah. So it's like I like that Farley just has like these lines are like he just must use them are, all the time in his day to day life. Like let me use these let these these are going to be my notable <laughs> quotes. Good, great, grand, wonderful. Everybody back on the bus. Uh, that's good stuff. But yeah, that that'll be. I'm I'm totally fine with that being my all number right. five. Well, my number five is pretty short and sweet. It always makes me laugh hard as hell. Uh, and it's 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 actually set up by a moment with Farley where he eats the banana and then just like tosses the banana yeah. peel out of the bus. And uh, you know, I'm I'm what I'm getting at is throughout all the grades, there's one kid, and you mentioned one of them already. There's this, there's a kids, there's a family of them, the old Doyle kids. And in in every scene he encounters them, they always go, "Oh, Doyle rules." And it's so funny, and he meets him all the way up through high school, and he's like, nice to meet you, O'Doyle. Dumps the, like, porridge on his head or whatever the hell that is. But the part that makes me laugh, and it's just out of nowhere, complete non sequitur, they're riding in a station wagon, like the whole family of (laughs) O'Doyle. The whole family. (laughs) And the dad just says, hey, kids, who rules? (laughs) And then they just start all saying, O'Doyle rules? And then he hits the banana peel in the car, and it loses control, and they just careen just off fears. the side of the mountain, but they never stop chanting O'Doyle rules. As they're going over a cliff to, <laughs> to certain sir, death. As the car is exploding, they're still, O'Doyle rules, O'Doyle. It's like they said that line once, and they just repeated it in sound, because it's like the same sound. I love it. They're plummeting into a fiery <laughs> coffin of carnage, and they're just chanting, O'Doyle rules! O'Doyle oh my rules! God. I love Father O'Doyle, too. And there's like a Mother O'Doyle oh. you, you get a glimpse of, and she's credited yeah. in the movie, but she has no speaking line, unfortunately, because I would love to know what Mama O'Doyle sounds like. 
and and for some reason they're only ever picking on yeah on billy like throughout the entire yeah. movie it's like okay these okay they're bullies but it's like the last o'doyle who i'm like in high school he he looks like he's 40. oh yeah he's a crow magnet like, man he looks like brian yeah. Posehn, <laughs> sans beard and he's just filled billy's locker up with manure like ah, oh, that's the prank o'doyle rules i fill up your locker with manure it's like O'Doyle, it's a real bit from, from Back down. to the Future, for sure. Yeah. But I, I just love that. Hey, kids, who rules? <laughs> who rules? <laughs> O'Doyle rules. I would just love to know, like, oh. that actor who had like who said, like, why do I have to say this? Oh, no, no, you'll get it when you see the movie. Like, it's like these kids are always saying O'Doyle rules. Uh, what's, what's our motivation <laughs> for this? Why does the car go careening <laughs> off of a cliff? A car wouldn't do, do that. A, it's uh, that's just a banana a wayward peel. Wayward banana would, peel. It's not Mario Kart. That's not. Bu- <laughs> it's like this is the one time in history where a banana peel <laughs> legitimately causes someone's yeah. downfall. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! That's a car full of and there's because uh, like the youngest O'Doyle is in yes, first he's grade. He's a little kid. I mean, he's he's a six yeah. year old. Yeah, but they just they don't even care, man. They're just they're so wrapped up in letting their father know who rules. They rule. Doyle oh, rules. rules. <laughs> and all of the, there's that all moment where death. like the father's losing control of the car, but the kids are still saying Doyle rules. <laughs> yeah, like, they just never they never stop. And that that tickles me, man. I love that bit of bit of editing in the in the movie. It just totally just worked out that way, and I love it. And sir, that that that's putting us at around hour forty five, hour fifty minutes. Pretty pretty solid episode. I guess we can just wrap it up right yep. there. Um, I think yeah, we're good. I, yeah. I like the I like the picking scene. It's it's kind of like a callback to some of our old shows where we had ten favorite, but we got we got yes. ten little moments from uh, from Billy Madison. And there's there's many 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 more like hilarious moments in the movie, uh, but that's my first pick for April Fools. Uh, next week we're gonna have a whole new movie, and at this point we like to tease and titillate. Here's here's yeah. the teaser. So I get to my other fool, uh, who is who's one of my favorite fools of all time, uh, is Steve Martin, and we're gonna go with his. Probably his most iconic role, especially as a fool in The mm. Jerk. I'm really looking forward to re-watching that because I haven't watched it beginning, like, front to back in a long, long time. Like, I... I it's yes, such a good Yes, yes, I do enjoy it. And I'm wondering how some of that, like, 70s humor is going to translate to 2021. I just... Because, yeah. like, in my... There's 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 a lot of... there There's some kind of racy humor in it, but... Uh, I, I'm I'm just curious to to see how it how it plays in a modern climate. I'm not going to try and like let it define my enjoyment of the movie because we're not you know we're not like that those types of people really. <laughs> That's not yeah, what we're, we're about. We acknowledge yeah. wokeness. Yeah, but that be about good as far in 2021. But like, don't don't hate something from 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, we're. We're not part of cancel culture. We're not going to yeah, do that. No, I, I, I don't plan on canceling anybody anytime soon. But Especially Steve right. Martin. No one will ever get me to cancel Steve Martin. I love him. All right, man. Um, well, that, that was a really fun show. I really dig it. 
I appreciate you coming along on the ride with uh, Billy Madison for me, or with me. And uh, I look forward to checking out that 1979 classic Steve Martin flick, The Jerk, which you're right. It is like the definitive. And like, I think of Steve Martin, I think of The Jerk and the arrow going through the head. I mean, it's, yes. that's Steve Martin. So That's Steve Martin to a T. All right. Well, for this episode, I've been one of your hosts, Ron Avis. And I've been your other host, Anthony. We'll see you next time.